Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach and author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Last week, I talked with Thane Martin on franchising your brand. If you're dreaming about becoming the subway of food truck, then give all of those episodes a listen. One of the many elements that we talked about was having written manuals so that you're able to train people coming into your franchise. It's also super important that you have a training manual to be able to train employees. And I thought it would be a really good idea to share with you guys how detailed you need to be and how those details will help you to run a better food truck today long before you ever open your second food truck or even get into franchising. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. So we're going to wrap up this week talking about the manuals that you need for training, whether you're going to have one truck that's just super awesome, or you decide to get a second truck, or you want to get into franchising. We're talking about the details, the things that matter to the business so that you can become profitable, so that your guests will have a consistent experience from food truck to food truck to food truck that you own. So we're talking about speed of service and cleanliness today. Speed of service, SOS as it's referred to, you need to have some type of threshold for your speed of service. So for example, if you're using a KDS system and you're only going to allow the order to be displayed in the kitchen area for three minutes, then that becomes one area of speed of service that you can track, or it could be four minutes. doesn't matter what it is, you just need to have some threshold that you can aspire to hit on a consistent basis and then hopefully whittle that down as you figure out ways to get better and more efficient. But you can't just go, yep, we're fast. You need to quantify that. So you want to make sure that you have those speed of service tools in place and that they're working properly. The person in charge, whether it be you as the owner or somebody you've hired to be the manager of the truck, they need to drive speed of service. They want to make sure that the orders are being fulfilled immediately and that the food truck is rush ready at all times. And the only way you can get rush ready is a the staff knows what they're supposed to do the second there is no one else to wait on. I strongly urge that if you go into a second truck, that whoever you have as the person in charge, whether you call them a manager or a person in charge or leader or whatever you call them, you put them through some type of training. And this isn't how to make a sandwich training. This is how to run the business training. And that you keep that training updated. So as you make decisions that impact the business, it's related to the people that will be running the business so they can make sure that they are keeping your vision alive in the way that you intended it to be kept alive. So train your people that are in charge and then hold them accountable for all the things we've been talking about the last four days. You want to have some type of training system in place for your team members and I strongly urge you to have some type of certification system or verification system for those team members. So if you're going to have a cashier, you have certain standards that you want them to meet. They need to understand what those standards are. And then you don't, quote unquote, make them a cashier until you certify them as being a cashier. What this does for you is it allows you to 
hire somebody that doesn't have a lot of experience at a slightly lower wage than your normal going wage in your area, but tell them as soon as you're certified. And it should only take a few days, maybe even a couple of weeks at most. And certification should have a standard, how quick you need them to go, how fast they need to go, what they need to be doing. But you're going to tell them as soon as you're certified, I will take your wage up to this amount. So it gives them something to immediately start working for. It should not be weeks off. It should not be months off. It should be close enough that they can almost taste it. But there needs to be some certification process and some seriousness put behind the job that they do so they understand they can't make more money and if they can't be certified, I gotta let you go because that means you're not hitting the standards that I need. But if you're able to certify them, they get more money. And then they're going to be eager for what's the next thing. And the next thing will be what I talked about on cross-training. Once you're certified as a cashier, I'll start training you on how to be a cook. And once you're certified on that, I'll give you a little bit more money. But everybody should know how to do everything. Everybody should be certified on every position. But as the new people are coming on board, they got to be certified and trained as well. So let's talk a little bit about cleaning in the back of the house. And by the back of the house, I'm meaning everywhere in your trailer, except for the drive compartment. You're going to think about the ceiling, the lights, the vents, and they're clean, they're free of buildup. There's no bugs in the light lenses. All the lights are operating the way they should be operating. You don't have lights out, for instance. You wanna make sure all the vents are clean, and they're free of dust, they're free of buildup, free of cobwebs. Shelves are clean, shelves are free of buildup, all the sinks are clean. And there's a difference in clean and sparkling. If you have somebody that washes a whole bunch of dishes, they hose down the sink and call it, yep, it's clean, it's not clean. Once all of the pots and pans and dishes are done, the way you clean a sink is the exact same way as if it was one huge piece of equipment, one huge pot or pan. You're going to be spraying it down with soapy water. You're going to be scrubbing it down with a little green scrubby. You want to get all of that gunk and gook and food and everything else off of it. Then you're going to rinse it and then you're going to sanitize it. And then it becomes sparkling. Up until that point, I can guarantee you that it's just a dirty, gray-looking stainless steel. Stainless steel should be shiny. If it's not shiny, you're not doing your job. Continuing on with things in the cook's area, the main compartment where you're doing all your business, the walls and floors and baseboards should be clean and free of buildup. They should also be free and clear of trash. They should be in good repair. The doors and thresholds and windows are clean, free of buildup, free of fingerprints. The doorknobs work the way they're supposed to work. The window seals are free of bugs, are free of buildup, are free of grease buildup, are free of dust and dirt. The thresholds at your door are free of debris, free of buildup. They are clean. The door frames, door window frames, all free of fingerprints, free of buildup. It should look as if you just bought it. If you got trash cans outside, you want to make sure they're clean and free of buildup. You want to make sure you have trash can liners in them. If they have lids on them, those are clean. There shouldn't be an unpleasant odor. The exterior of your trailer or your truck should be pristine. It should look like it just came off the parking lot of a trailer manufacturer. So you're going to be washing it. You're going to get all the smudges and, and all of that nonsense off. It's going to be waxed from time to time. You're going to make it look sharp. You want to check out the wrap. Make sure it's not been cut or torn or got other issues with it. You're going to take a critical look at all of the exterior as well as where you're parked at. So if you're parked somewhere, it should look clean. There shouldn't be a lot of trash laying around, especially if it's got your logo on it. And even if it doesn't have your logo, go pick it up. You want to make sure that the area looks inviting to people. There's no cigarette butts all laying around. If you have furniture, make sure it's clean and inviting looking. If you're going to have exterior furniture, it is part of your business. Keep it clean, keep it in good repair, keep it looking good. Think about the roof of your truck or trailer. For example, if you've got a hood system, it's probably throwing grease up on top of your roof. 
You don't want the next rain to pour down a big black smudge down one side of your food truck. And likewise, you don't want there to be buildup off of the roof. So you need to be getting up on the roof and getting it clean from time to time. Take pride in the overall business, not just the food that you're cooking inside. Keep your roof free of buildup. Let's talk just real quick about equipment. If you got a broiler or a grill or a griddle and it's got a hood system or you got a fryer with a hood system, you want to keep it clean and free of buildup. You should have a daily maintenance, weekly maintenance, quarterly maintenance. Get those things taken care of. If you've got ovens or toasters or microwaves or any kind of a cooker, make sure you're following whatever the manufacturer's recommendations are on how to clean it, when to clean it, and how it should be cleaned as far as setting the standard for it to look as if you just unboxed it. The only thing that should be wrong with any of your equipment is the scarring that it gets when we get an operation. But it should not have buildup. It should not look dirty. Most everybody does have a reach-in cooler, reach-in freezer, clean, free of buildup. The fan areas are clean. There's no dust buildup. There's no problems with the fan area. They're not obstructed. There's not dents in there. You want to keep the back part clean so that the condensers don't end up getting clogged up with dirt and dust and debris. And then all of a sudden your temperature is no longer being maintained in those units. And it's the same for steam tables and product holding units and fry bagging stations. All of those got to have the same quality to them. They're neat. They're clean. There's no buildup. They are shiny, looking as good as they possibly can. And remember, all equipment has a top as well as a bottom, as well as legs or wheels. Clean those things. I like to tell my employees when they would sweep the floor that the floor does go all the way back underneath that equipment. When they're cleaning the equipment, they clean the top can and go, yep, I'm done. No, the equipment is not free-floating. It has legs, and those legs go all the way down to the floor. You need to clean those. Your standards have to be super high if you plan on opening a second truck, if you plan on opening a franchise. You can't just accept that what you're doing today is good enough. You might be super profitable, but your standards have to be elevated when you start involving people outside of you and outside of your family keeping along the equipment, you're going to have prep equipment like onion slicers, tomato slicers, meat slicers, lettuce choppers, prep tables, all of those things. Same deal. Got to be clean, free of debris, free of buildup, and got to be well maintained. If it's supposed to be uh, greased or oiled, it needs to be greased or oiled when it's supposed to be. Take care of your equipment and it'll take care of you and keep you profitable. Think about all the small wares, pots and pans that get dropped and dented and bent. Take the time to straighten out those corners so they rest in the steam table or in the refrigeration unit the way they're supposed to. Because if you allow those bent corners to be bent downward and it raises up the pan just that little teeny tiny bit. Now you're losing the steam from the steam table. So now you're going to have to be changing the water more frequently and the food's not going to be as hot as it should be. Or you're losing the temperature out of the reach-in cooler to where it no longer is keeping the food cold. So pay attention to the details. If you have any kind of, of seasoning dispensers like salt shakers or squirt bottles like for mustard, ketchup, or mayonnaise or barbecue sauce, any of those kind of things, same deals. you got to pay attention to the buildup on them because it happens way too frequently. Consider your knives, how sharp they are, or lack of sharpness is usually the case in most food trucks. Look at tongs, look at baskets, look at all of the equipment with a serious eye. Is this the way it should be looking? Is this normal wear and tear or is this abuse from being dropped and not being maintained well? 
And one last little area I want to talk about, and then we'll wrap up this whole week. Lots and lots of folks are getting into putting light and different kinds of apparatus on their truck to grab attention. All of that stuff has to be inspected. So when you do signage and lights and things to grab attention, you got to make sure it's still in good repair. There's no peeling, no missing paint. There's no missing parts because it's worse to have a big light system and part of the lights not be lit up. That makes you look cheap. It makes you look not as inviting as if everything was lit up. So if you're going to spend the money to get all that nice, neat stuff, keep it in good repair. You want to take a critical look around your food truck whenever it's dark to see what it really looks like when it's dark. You also want to think about the light covers on the outside of your food truck or trailer. Make sure that the lenses aren't cracked or damaged. And make sure all the light coverings are working the way it's supposed to be working. And if you're one of those folks that has gotten into having TVs on the outside of your business, for your menu board, that's awesome, but make sure that it is in good repair as well. You don't have burnt-in pixels for showing the same picture for the last year. You want to make sure that it looks good the way you expect it to look. I usually discourage people from getting those just for the simple reason that it's cool for about the first month. And then after that, being out in the elements and the plastic starts to crack and break and discolor and you get burnt in from the same pictures being shown for hours upon hours upon hours, it's no longer attractive. And your goal when you're setting up a second and a third and a fourth food truck or you get into franchising your business is that they all have the same image and that image should be pristine. It should be awesome. So that is a whole week's worth of details, and there's actually more details I could have gotten into. But I want you guys to understand, if you want to be successful in having a second food truck, you can't be in two places at once. So you've got to have the details worked out while you have your single truck now, because you're able to experiment and see what works and what doesn't work. You're able to work on your training policies and procedures so that when you do get the opportunity to build that second truck and have to hire a whole crew to run it, you know what to do to train them and you can teach them the expectations that you have based on the good experience you have. That's how you grow a successful business. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you find all the information helpful in your business, please consider becoming a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. If you like being around like-minded, positive people, join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels from brand new to decades-old veterans. They're all there to learn and help each other succeed and inspire each other to be awesome. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Come back next week because you know I've got plenty more to say about the food truck industry.